Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we have finally come up to the end of the year. We, we This week, I think it's today, is the shortest day of the year. The, the, the days only get longer, brighter from here forward until we finally reach spring and it just gets more beautiful. Unfortunately, uh, this is kind of how you look at stats. Uh, two weeks, traditionally, two to three weeks after the shortest day of the year usually is the coldest day of the year. So first part of January is almost always the coldest day. Then it starts to warm up. It gets brighter. We start to thaw. I mean, there's still frost and there's still snow, but it just gets better and better and better. And in the mountains of Arizona, it's so bright all the time. There's always a bright day. That's what I love. No matter how cold, it's always a bright day. So if I can see the sunshine, I feel good about myself and others. I just, the holidays just seem better. It's when it's cloudy and overcast and it just does that for a week, 10 days. Oh, it starts to wear on me. I don't know how Midwest folks do it. It just gets, it's gray all the time. And then it's going to snow some more. And it snowed in, you know, October and there's snow on the ground and it stays there through March, April. Then finally the days get bright for them. Here, we're in God's country. What? Why anyone lives in the Midwest? Why, why don't they winter here? It's so much brighter, cheerier, better. I mean, your neighbors are just happier. It's just nicer when it's bright out. Put a layer on, put a vest, and you just can go out and enjoy it. As it warms up, you can take those layers off. That's why we love the northern Arizona. So it just it just fits for us. So Lisa and I, we lived in Sacramento for a number of years, a corporate move. I was a, a marketing director for Equifax. Okay, This is ran advertising at multiple teams underneath me. We're just talking about how to, how to sell more credit reports. That's what Equifax, they, they do their background checks before, before they'll give you that loan, that car, that whatever. Oh, I'm so glad I'm out of that business. But Sacramento in the winter just gets this tule fog. It just settles into that valley and it stays there and literally you can't see across the street for days. It's not just overcast. We're talking, you're walking through the muck and mire. Ugh, it, was, it just wore on you. Here it's so nice. You'll notice that is also why your evergreens do so incredibly well, especially the native, the, the, the conifers, the varieties that are growing here. Whether it's a shrub or a tree, but you know, our ponderosa, we've got some of the largest ponderosa forests, I think the largest ponderosa forest in the country running right through, right through northern Arizona. They're right here. Uh, huge um, uh, juniper forest, and, and just they just adapt so well. You've got pinyon pines, you've got uh, eleagnus, this wild, tall shrub with a broadleaf evergreen. It's just it's got this blue rich leaf to it. Stays year round. It's beautiful, most sweetest fragrant flower I've ever smelled. And it just keeps going. Of course, red tip photinia, the number one seller, pyrocantha. You just go right down the list. Your winter evergreens love the bright days. We're there in an, an area that is more cloud covered. There's more storms going through. It's just 
They don't get as much daylight. They tend to get yellow, muted. Uh, we call it winter chlorosis. They look pale. Here they keep their green, their brightness, or their bright blues. Uh, they, they just they look better because the days are so bright, no matter how short. But the days we do have are bright. It makes the evergreens really pop in the landscape. If your landscape, if, if, you, if you don't have enough of that greenness, you mean all your, your landscape went twiggy, they're deciduous, they lost their leaves, this is the time. You can plant evergreens right now in winter. I mean, we're talking the coldest day is coming in two weeks, January. You will have crews out there putting plants in the ground for folks. The ground never truly freezes, at least here in the Prescott up to 6,000 foot level and lower, yeah, that's no problem. Above that, you get to Groom Creek and Highland Pines and Williams and Flagstaff and the White Mountains. Maybe it could freeze a little bit and halt you for a week or two. But you just go, ah, can't do it this week. I'm going to schedule it for, how about in 10 days? I got to Thursday open. How about here? And then you start putting it in the ground there. It just thaws for us. It can be cold, but then it gets nice all of a sudden. So, Or here's what really happens. It snows. Like this week, it looks like we're, we've got a storm. I can't tell how much moisture is really coming. There'll be some you know, snow on the ground. That, it's just too messy. We don't want to get our, duddle, our, our shovels too, too dirty. <laughs> so, well, well, how about we come back next week? Or if it's on a slope, it could just be dangerous. You just hold off, go, guys, hold on, come back. We can put it in in three more days. It'll be melted off. It'll be fine. So we'll just reschedule that, kind of adapt some for folks. And most folks, they're very understanding. At least the folks we have here at Waters Gardens, and they're super understanding. They work with us. As long as you're, long as you tell them straight, shoot, tell them this, you know, tell them, hey, too snowy out there right now. It's too muddy. We're afraid of the hole filling up with water. We want to make sure the health. We want to really see what's in there with that soil. We'd rather wait and plant it next Monday than you know today. And they they're fine with that. So, and we'll make some adaption there, but, but really it's just nice. So it looks like you've had a storm. Was that about two weeks ago? It's brutally cold. It just busted up the trees with that heavy, heavy snow. Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. I've even got to do a little bit more cleanup here at my place. And then it got nice. Then there's a little bit more snow here. I mean, who doesn't want a little white Christmas, white, you know, snow on the ground for Christmas. It's just, that's magical. Uh, and then it'll it'll thaw off, it'll get bright again, then it'll be nice. Then I'll have another storm. That's just the way it ebbs and flows here in the mountains of Arizona. Uh, it, it's it's new for some folks, especially the desert, more tropical Southern Cal, Palm Springs, Tucson, Phoenix areas. You're not you're thinking it should be everything should be green all the time and in bloom. Well, we need this this we need the four seasons to really set the stage so that your lilac. They need this time to rest and to form those flower buds for its March and April bloom. It needs to have this rest period. They, they have got such a show of flowers that they need time to, to just rest up, to hibernate, make themselves strong. Your fruit trees, the same way. Roses, they need a break. They put on so many flowers. They need to rest in the winter. This is your time to clean up prune back. You can start pruning things up, getting ready for spring, but by really in, in six to seven weeks, spring starts to show up. Your daffodils will be up out of the ground. Middle of February, they are out of the ground. People start calling going, oh, should I be worried about them? 
No, they they love the early spring. Let them go. They'll just shut down. They'll, they've got plenty of antifreezes in them. They don't freeze, but it might. The, the, the ground starts to warm. They start to elongate, come out of the ground, and then it gets cold. They stop there for a moment. They kind of rest. Then it's warm enough. It starts to grow again. And finally, when they're about 14 inches tall, they have that beautiful yellow flower. Usually by March 1 into February, they're, they're blooming at most elevations. It kind of depends. I know... Everyone wants to know, like I had someone from Prescott Valley or Dewey, one of those places going, Ken, I love your show. It's so great. But why don't you ever talk about us, just specifically Prescott Valley or Dewey or folks, we're all the same. Just because you're across the street does not mean you're a different growing zone. We're all the same. Uh, we're all the what really makes more of a difference in your yard compared to your neighbors is a north, south, east, west exposure. If you're on a slight grade, the east side of the of the hill will have those those flowers will bloom sooner. It gets warmer in the morning. It's cold, and then it that sun comes up, warms up that hill, and the, the lilacs will bloom sooner. They could be up to two weeks before the folks on the north side of the hill. So direct opposite. I mean, just they're just two blocks away. It has more to do with how much sun that part of the garden gets than your elevation change. Cold air, actually the coldest. You folks in the Verde Valley, that right on the river, that cold air just settles on top of you and runs down that river and you get the coldest of the cold, the hottest of the hot extremes. Ash Fork, uh, not Ash Fork, uh, Paulden. You get all that cold air from Ashford coming down over that ridgeline, settling right on top of you. You're a zone colder. You're like Prescott, not like Prescott Valley. You're a zone six. I'm in Prescott. I'm a zone seven. I flirt with zone eights. It depends on elevation, the wash, how cold air settles on you. That has more to do than what your, your city or your elevation change. Got a lot in store for you. Lisa Waters Lane coming in the studio right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them. At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're wild about wildflowers with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters, we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed. Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. Look. If your mom, wife, or mother-to-be enjoys dead cut flowers and the peace that comes when dining with all those kids, then by all means, take her to your favorite buffet rather than some piece of plastic. But if she really loves her garden, a gift card from Waters makes perfect sense. In reality, you're giving her 90 minutes of peace and quiet while she shops for her own flowers. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love their gardening moms love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. She actually grew up 
in the garden center, just kind of as a kid. When was the first time you ever came to the garden center? Can you remember? What's the earliest memory? Your dad starts Waters Garden Center. You know, he's working like crazy, trying to get this thing off the ground. He's probably landscaping. He had feed stores, pet stores. And then he goes, well, I don't have daycare. Lisa, you're with me. (laughs) What's the first? The earliest I remember is coming in with, because mom worked in the pet shop. She was actually a groomer in the pet shop that we had next to the garden center. So I remember coming in, it was like kindergarten back when it was half days. Yeah. And I remember coming in after kindergarten or before, I don't remember which one, and and hanging out. But I'm sure I was there before then because. Probably since you were in diapers. small business. Yeah. (laughs) So now that actually seems magical. I mean, I Mm -hmm. hadn't ever thought about this, but a a kindergartner coming in and working in a pet shop. Well, I'm sure I wasn't Puppy dogs all day long, or (laughs) you scoop out manure is like the worst thing ever. What You clean in gerbil cages, or? I don't remember doing that, because we had fish, we had uh, gerbils, guinea pigs, birds, lots of birds, things like that, but I don't. I mean, I don't. Rem- I remember being there, but I don't remember ever having to really try and oh. clean them up or anything. Gotcha. Well, I would have put you to work. I'm sure I was just y- underfoot and yeah. Away. <laughs> Stay all the way, Lisa. Go over there, play with your <laughs> gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. Your small family. Every family business is the same. I had a, a, a fireplace guy come out on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, Eric and Sons. He's measuring for a new insert, kind of gas. Just we need something warmer. And uh, exact same story. Kids are going in, they're in their teens, he's trying to get gas money, just the whole exact, he has fireplaces, (laughs) not dirt and plants, or not pets, but it's it's Mm -hmm. the same family dynamics Mm -hmm. within small business that uh, plays out, which is great. It makes your kids appreciate how hard you work, sometimes Mm -hmm. scares them off how hard you work, (laughs) Uh, but they understand the the freedoms that come with that and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. That's great. Work ethic. Correct. Our kids have, people go, all go, oh, millennials, they don't know how to work. That's a bunch of hog hooey. Come on, folks. Hog hooey. That's a southern term (laughs) from Michigan. Yeah, no, sure, sure. Uh, who else can we offend? Canadian. It's a Canadian saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a Canadian saying. Anyway, th- th- there yeah. are, yes, out of a group, there are some that are lazy. I can't believe well, they can get out yeah. of bed. And there's some that are work like too that can hard. Be of every generation. Yeah. Right? And there's some that are, so it's, don't generalize. Our okay. kids know how to work. They do know hard. how to work. They're, they're good workers. So, um, QA. Any yes. good questions? We're, we're like the shortest day of the year this week. I know. Uh, it's it's a holidays. I just want to sip like hot cider and, and uh, I am so talk to friends. I'm so ready for it to start going the other way. Because I hike in the morning and now you can't hike till like 7.30 unless yeah. you go out with a headlamp. And yeah. I'm not willing to do that because yeah. I don't want the coyotes to eat me. <laughs> You're a dog. You don't want the coyotes to eat your schnauzer. My That's what dog. you don't want. <laughs> You would go it by yourself, but yeah, it so, is kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that shortest day to be done, so we can start moving the other direction. I think it moves seven minutes every day, three really? and a half in the morning, three and a half in the, in the evening. Ah. So it gets longer. So as soon as we get done, the twenty first, mm-hmm. I think this is today, is the shortest day of the year. Today's the 20th. and then tomorrow it starts getting. Um, longer, longer by by three minutes in the morning, three minutes. So I can get every out day. three minutes earlier. There you go. We're not at seven thirty. We're at seven twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's still cold, no matter which way you should. Yeah. 
Okay, so we do have questions. We do. So Deborah would like to know, she has a um, sloping hillside. Yeah. She would like to put wildflower seed on this sloping hillside. Is She wants to know, is there an easy way to do this? And how do you prevent all the seed from going down to the bottom of the hill? Yeah, that's with a good question. Yeah. Well, your timing's everything. So this is actually a very good time. In fact, this week would be an exceptionally good time. Uh, to put that seed down because we've got a little storm system coming through, some warm days, cold, cold nights. This it's we call it heaving. The soil freezes and then thaws and then freezes and it becomes real fluffy. So it just swallows up the seed and make you get better germination rate. Mm-hmm. The fear is she's wisely to ask that you put if you just chuck seed over the hill and expect it to come up. It's not going to happen. I mean, one in ten seed, maybe if you're lucky. Right. Uh, it, it, otherwise, it's just bird food. So you do want to prep the soil a little bit and rake off that rough rock, debris, things have just gathered on the weeds. Get that out of the way. So I don't know how steep the slope is, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be difficult to work on. If it's really steep, over 30 degrees or whatever, they make what's called jute netting. It's this really loose woven like burlap, you lay that across the hillside. And you'll see this on road construction sometimes, or real steep slopes before they hydromulch. Mm-hmm. They're putting this jute netting down, and it, it's got big squares, like one-inch squares, that holds the seed, holds the mulch, holds the hillside, and allows that seed to not wash down, but to stay there. If it's under 30 degrees, you could probably do that just by raking it and creating what I call hydromulch. You take a wheelbarrow. Dump a bag of Waters Premium Mulch. It's screened down really tight, like quarter-inch minus compost. It's very fine. It's good top dressing. Put that in a wheelbarrow. Get your favorite seeds. We've got a parade of poppies, or we've got the hummingbird mix, or deer-resistant mix. Whatever your favorite. We're, we're famous because we mix our own local seed. We've got our own recipes that we create here, and we, we, we sell those or help customers with those. Get your favorite. Add that to that mulch wheelbarrow and just blend it all together because some of these seeds are so tiny, you can't literally can't see them. They're like feathered. They're all some of them are so light, they just float away. So the mulch helps, helps you as the gardener to see where the seed's going. So where you see mulch, you can see the seed. Helps you spread it out smoother, helps keep the birds off, and it keeps the seed from washing downhill. Lots of benefits. So whenever you're doing seed, I, I recommend that. And that would probably be the game changer. To put it in before, I would say before the end of January, you should have wildflower seeds down. Uh, they can start to germinate the end of February. You want them down before that. Mm-hmm. But many of these seeds need the cold. They need to, the freeze and thaw to crack or, or scarify the soil, the, the seed hull, so they can crack open and, and so the, the seed inside can get out, mm-hmm. especially like poppies, that kind of stuff. But that, sure. that's how Come in, talk to us one-on-one. We've got a handout. Take a picture, bring it in. We can we can help you determine. Oh, well, that's really crazy! Wow, maybe you do pockets in between the boulders and you try to create little pockets of wildflowers. Mm-hmm. Do it that way. Okay, all right. Next question is from Tom. He's moved to Kirkland on a large piece of property. He wants to do a small orchard, and he wants to know what is the best types of fruit trees to put in there, and and how many you know. You put per whatever, sure. so many feet. Yeah. And then wants also, also to know blackberries, raspberries, grapes, are those doable out there as well? Oh, all of the above. Of course, we raised our family in Skull Valley, which is just over the hill, just mm-hmm. not even over the hill. It's just 
the next through the woods, next driveway <laughs> over, basically in large property terms. But it's about 4,000, 4,200 feet mm-hmm. level. What fools people is they're going, oh, I'm lower elevation than you. I'm a different growing zone. Right. No, you're exactly the same. I've seen I've seen more snow on that side of the hill than I go over Copper Basin, come to Prescott. I've seen less snow over here. That cold air settles. So you want to have varieties that have high chilling hours. That'd be like Alberta uh, peach for for peaches. It takes 800 chilling hours. It needs to be cold 800 nights before it will act, or 800 hours Mm -hmm. before it will decide to bloom. You need Macintosh and Fuji and Honeysmith apples. You need Comey's pear, Bradford pears. You need uh, Stella cherries or Utah giants or Bing's. So you want to pick the right variety. Uh, the great thing about big properties is you've got lots of space. So I'd space them out some. Mm-hmm. So about every 20 feet or so, that's pretty good. I've gone down to every to as close as 8 feet for miniature or, or mm-hmm. semi-dwarf varieties mm-hmm. for a small backyard, let's say in, in Prescott Valley or something. You can pack them in. Then I put grapes, blackberries, raspberries in between those. A little orchard in a very small space is doable. And the definition... I'll leave them with us. Come in and see us, Tom. We, we, we can help you. Welcome to God's country. You'll love Kirkland. Uh, come in, and, and, and we've got some paperwork on that. I can show you. We've got a free download on our website, watersgardencenter.com, under Learn. There's a free book on local fruit trees. It's just download it. Read it on your iPad. It's there for you. Uh, and the definition of an orchard is any yard with seven or more fruit trees uh-huh. is considered an orchard. Really? Less than seven, it's just, you know, it's got some trees. trees. That's it. (laughs) All right. Great questions this week. We'll be back. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Hi, Waters with this week's Plant of the Week our true blue fat albert spruce at just 15 feet this is the ideal evergreen for small gardens excellent in front yards with limited space the color is so blue all year long with the perfect evergreen shape and just 74 dollars dense durable and loves the sun so it works well as a windbreak screen or sound barrier and only found at waters garden center 1815 iron springs road in prescott for people who love the perfect blue spruce love to shop look if your wife mom or dad wants a sweat for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you really care about loves their garden, a gift card from Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can stop by and pick out exactly what they were hoping for. We all know it's not the same as a huge hanging basket or a fragrant rose they've been wanting. But hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, the place where people who love garden gift cards, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. It was cold at the Lane Casa. Oh, what was that, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I mean, Thursday, have a, a pretty good-sized pond in the backyard, waterfalls. Uh, did you, I let it run in the winter. I kind of change it so the waterfall only runs during the middle of the day, so it's not freezing typically. 
Uh, don't run it at night or it just adds, I got ice everywhere if I do that. And so I shifted that a little bit, but I did notice mid this week, there was ice starting to form around the edges. If you've got a pond, you really, especially if you have fish, koi, goldfish, that kind of stuff, it's important not to let that pond freeze solid on top. What happens is the leaves that have fallen in there, and I've got skimmers and all this other stuff, it keeps it clean, it's pretty low maintenance, but some of that organic material settles on the bottom of the pond. And as it composts down there under the water, if you freeze that ice on top of that and that compost, that nitrogen just starts bubbling up and gets underneath that, that ice and can't escape, what happens is it can kill your fish. They basically just suffocate. There's not enough oxygen for them. So it's not the ice that does it. It's the composting things in the water underneath the ice. Even though those goldfish are barely moving, they're just sitting there kind of in a stupor. Uh, they're cold, cold-blooded animals, so they just sit there just trying to breathe, wait until it gets warmer, but they can slowly suffocate if you don't keep a hole in the, in the ice up there. So what I did this week, I put the ice, I have an ice it's just an, it's a thermostatically controlled rock, basically. It floats. It's a pond heater. It just floats. I plug it in where the, where the pump is, and it just, it doesn't keep the whole pond open. I don't need the whole pond, only a hole. I need to allow that, that toxic gases that compost underneath there to, to escape. And no, my pond is not frozen over completely. I know some folks up at the higher elevations that that has started. But my yard, it's just the edges. But I want to put that on there before it does. So it's just a pain to actually try to chip away the ice. And I don't know. It would be great if it did freeze over for Christmas. I've got grandkids coming. I think Wednesday and Thursday. That's always a hoot. Super fun. Um, if it's frozen, I'll let them walk on it. It's only an 18-inch pond. If they break through, fine. See how brave you are, boys. Let's see what you're made of. I even saved... This is how freakish this grandfather is. I saved the pumpkins that I grew. So I grow giant pumpkins. They're still good. I had them out for Halloween and Thanksgiving. And I went, well, they don't, they're not very holiday-ish. But if I tuck them over here in the corner, I can still go pumpkin chucking. So we'll throw them off the roof or off the back pad deck or something and watch them smash. We'll just pumpkin smash with the grandkids. Because it's just fun or something about smash. It's a story and a half up, our, our back deck. But we, we keep it there just so, because it's just fun. So we'll probably go pick some beets, maybe some lettuce, some Swiss chard with the boys, your grandsons, because they just love to go pick things. They never eat it. They're just awestruck that they can go actually pick something they see in the grocery store from the garden. It's just like, they can't comprehend this. I'll get them to try it and they'll go yuck or whatever. We'll mix it up. We'll do something with them to see if we can introduce them, get them used to vegetables. But if you, if you let kids grow their own vegetables, you let kids raise their own plants, you get kids to actually use, cook, change, pick their own garden products, they're much more prone to eat less processed foods and loved their carrots, their broccoli, their, and these boys do. So and then my one-year-old granddaughter, she's not quite old enough to really appreciate the whole thing, but she loves watching a pumpkin still smash. She can't lift it by any means, but she's all in as well. So can't wait. That'll be a super fun thing. The whole Lane clan 
and Lane and Loud both start with L. We love getting together. It's like a every day it's Christmas dinner. Uh, just it's just fun all the time. So we just, just enjoy it, and we don't get together as much as we like to. So the the holiday celebrations are are a joy for us. And so they're coming in from Austin, Texas, El Paso, Pasadena. There's lanes all over the Southwest. They're all coming to Prescott, coming back to Prescott. They were raised here, and they're just coming home. Not not really home anymore, but they love seeing mom and dad. Uh, so the house will be busy, energetic. One thing I have forgotten as a as a father uh, is how much energy uh, youth brings to a house. So those kids, you folks with that are being worn out by taking those teenagers to every band practice and play and choir and sport and off to their, all those activities, enjoy it because it's fun. Because you'll miss that once they leave, that energy level, once they find that last kid leaves the house, the house just goes quiet. And so I kind of miss that. I love having everyone. I also like my quiet. It also wears me out, I notice, as I get a little older. I'm not, I'm not that old. You know, mid-50s, maybe a little bit older, but mid-50s. Uh, but I still I miss that energy. I also like it when they leave, and I can have some meditation time, too. Got a lot of, got a lot of garden tips for you. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants a sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick out exactly what they were hoping for. We all know it's not the same as a huge hanging basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. And watersgardencenter.com. Let's talk poop. Hey, I'm Tommy at Waters Garden Center. Ken and Lisa are out right now, so I snuck in to remind you that it's time to add some manure to your garden. It's been a wet winter, and your soil is, well, pooped. Waters Barnyard Manure adds nutrients to get your garden growing. It's organic and orderless, so we really can say our poop don't stink. Buy six bags or more. They're only $5.99. Now that's a load of crap. Tommy, what's going on? Oh, poop, gotta go. Natural, safe, odorless, and organic at Waters Garden Center. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few of Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we have Lisa Waters Lane back in the studio. She comes each week just shares her garden thoughts female perspective deep thoughts My by lisa that's actually <laughs> not bad so if i don't have that many deep thoughts <laughs> <laughs> that is not true so when it comes to kids raising families politics whatever religion faith you got very deep thoughts well, thank almost you. too too deep <laughs> Okay. But we're only, only going to scratch the surface with gardening on this we segment. We are. And this is going to be a fun one. What's up? Because next week is Christmas. This Merry is the Christmas. last shopping few days before Christmas, right? Ah, I've got to get busy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm not. Yeah, i got actually got to get busy. Really? Yeah. Oh. You have mine yet? No. Oh, you better get busy. 
but I know what I'm getting. If there's any left, it'll be okay. <laughs> if there's none left, you'll get a picture and a link to a website of some sort. I don't oh, know. Or that's exciting. I'll have it shipped to the store and pick it up on the 26th or something. I don't know. There you go. I am a man. Yes. I can change. So, yeah, a lot to. of people are out doing those last minute uh, stocking stuffer, last minute shopping things. So, yeah. I thought I would give a few hints for those people who have gardeners in their lives oh. who love to garden and think about gardening and passion about gardening. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, great. Where would you start? Well, in the house, of course, because it's winter. It's hard to get excited about outside. Yeah. But houseplants and uh, air plants, otherwise known as tillandsia. Oh, great. Super fun gifts for a gardener or people who love nature and greenery. And um, what nicer gift than to have something green and wonderful Alive. in your house that's producing oxygen and making you healthier and, and have that in your house. And if you're picking out a houseplant, of course, you have to have a beautiful ceramic pot to go with it. Yeah. And we definitely have some there beautiful you go. ones. Yeah, the 2020 mm-hmm. container collection yeah. is here. It arrived. Beautiful ceramic pots. And then we have a really nice line of hand-painted Spanish pots that are bright colors, yellows and blues and reds and oranges, and just really, really pretty. So that's a good option. You know, I think those tillandsias, those air plants, mm-hmm. and so so many, it's nurturing something. Right. I, I don't, for older gardeners, mm-hmm. they just don't get out like they used to, or they finally went into that assisted living, mm-hmm. but they're still independent, and they love going down to dinner with friends and right. going to book clubs and but they don't garden like they used to. But something as simple as giving them something like an air plant. They're yeah. so easy to care for. So easy. They're so cute. And they it, go so many places because they mean, don't need soil. Yeah. So you can put them in some really unique types fun. of little containers, and they're just fun. To Hang do. them from the wall. You can yeah. do all. And it gives them something to go care for and nurture mm-hmm. and feel good about and talk to and touch. And yeah. there's a lot of benefits to gardening indoors. But I think especially for some that... Uh, maybe used to once a gardener mm-hmm. always a gardener, a gardener mentally yeah. it helps them keep gardening mentally keep that engaged right right i agree so that's a couple of hints one to go with that would be a moisture meter yeah i think that is the most indispensable item to have if even for indoor outdoor um it's just great because so many times here we tend to overwater we tend to underwater and it's hard to guess what's going on just by looking at the top of the soil yeah so uh, a good moisture meter will just take the guess right out of it and you, can- you know i tried to uh play with some of those i love tech i love mm-hmm. high t- i'm an early adopter I like to be out there figure it out how to make it work I had some bluetoothed moisture meters mm-hmm. they would come into an app on your phone and tell you when they needed it i can tell you folks <laughs> don't use those it's antiquated <gasps> archaic i know it's tech but it the technology sucks it just it's terrible stuff mm-hmm. uh, a plain jane analog <laughs> i mean moisture meter yep. it's a probe it's got a dial it's got a got a uh-huh. want tells you moist not moist and just if you're if you want to go real tech keep it in the soil stick it in there just have it read all the time but these new ones that are out they just the technology is not there yet they're fancy looking but they are not very so effective. disappointed i got like yeah. six of them with oh, everyone in every room i wondered now, what those were the plants yeah that's <laughs> terrible stuff because i can guarantee you most people 
tend to overwater yeah, their true. plants because they're thinking, oh, it must need, it looks dry. They don't realize four or five inches down, it's pretty wet. Yeah. So moisture meter, good gift. Wildflower seed. There we go. Sure. Yeah. Something you can do on a nice day. Maybe right. not this coming week, but Soon. it's right at, yeah. actually this coming week would be perfect for wildflowers because the, the storms storm. are yeah. ideal. Right. And we have um, the Arizona mix, which is a really nice mix of kind of drought hardy yeah. type flowers that perform very reliably here. Uh, we also have bird and butterfly. If you're trying to attract those butterflies and, and hummingbirds into your yard. Who wouldn't? I don't Who know. Who doesn't like butterflies? I don't Come know. on. Great one for that. We also have a poppy mix, which is the Arizona or California poppy, but it's just different um, colors of that poppy. Really, really pretty. That one definitely needs the cold weather, so yeah. you want that. And then deer resistant for those people that are up in those little higher areas where the deer are frequent vi uh, visitors in their yeah. yard. Uh, we also have individual seed packets of different wildflower seeds. So if you're looking for Gallardia or... Uh, I don't know, scarlet, echinacea. blah, 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 echinacea. <laughs> Do we have a uh, painted lady? Paint, no, uh, no paint, we, we have not been able to get yes. that for years. Wish. Yeah, I know. Because the, the company we get our wildflower seed from, they actually go out and harvest. Yeah. They collect. And it's pure seed. It's not a lot of fluff in there. But many years ago, they, they weren't able yeah. to get enough to harvest yeah. anymore. So it's kind of sad. Going along with the seed, vegetable seeds. What gardener oh. does not want seeds of gives them hope hope to know that warm weather is coming <laughs> helps them plan too yeah. they'll break out the spreadsheets and strategize or plot maps mm -hmm. try to figure out which how i'm going to rotate the crops and where will my tomatoes go next year to, right. uh, yeah. yeah so and what a cute little stocking stuffer too True. just to put some seed packets in there and we did get our brand new 2020 seed oh in. i missed that oh I look know. at that can't wait i want to go look at that very exciting so that's in and then last but not least always a gift card oh of course and they'll plan and strategize whatever they want yeah. in the spring yeah you know and there again they can start thinking about what they want to put in whether it's trees shrubs maybe they just need manure for their vegetable <laughs> car here's but, the gift of but manure for a gardener <laughs> You know, that is amazing. They love that. So, you know, gardeners are kind of different people. But I mean, just to say, what a great stocking stuffer. A packet of seed. That's a freakishly weird, that's a gardener <laughs> thing. And I understand. Yeah. I'm right there with you. But not everyone's going to love that. But no, a gardener, but if you think know that's the greatest thing. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Think yeah. It's amazing. So, those were just a few of the ideas I had. But since we have a few minutes left, you know what I want to do? I'm, we're all waiting, aren't we? We're all. You know what? I want to say thank you to our amazing, amazing staff that we have, the oh. people that we work with. Um, we had a terrific year, a wonderful year. It was very enjoyable, very fun. Um, and I just enjoyed everybody that we worked with. This I would year. agree. I love coming to work every day. Yeah. I mean, I like thinking about work, I love getting up in the morning, driving to work, I love coming to see the staff. I greet each one. I was helping Paul. Uh, this mm -hmm. our, our water. We've got a plant guy that just does nothing but take care of and maintain mm -hmm. our plants. He's in the well house going, just help me with this. It's just fun trying to clean it up and yeah. something as goofy as irrigation parts mm -hmm. for watering, whatever. Right. Uh, it's fun. I like yeah. it. We just have an amazing, the very knowledgeable staff, 
very friendly staff. They yeah. love their customers. They love to go out of their way to help people and uh, smart. You know, they learn. They, if it's something they don't know, they want to learn about it. Yeah. They go out They're and learn engaged. about it. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you to them. It's been a, a good year for us, and I appreciate all their hard work. So Thanks. to our staff and all the other listeners out there, mm-hmm. have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and a Blessed Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah starts... When does Hanukkah start? I'm going to look that up. It's <laughs> Has it already now. started? It's I think right it's already now. started. Yeah, it just started. So I'll yeah. look that up next segment. There you go. So, yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks thanks so much, Lisa. We'll be right back. Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, GardenCenter.com. Hi, Waters with the plants of the week and our Roman Beauty Rosemary. This Mediterranean beauty has graceful, arching branches that flow over rock walls, raised beds, or container's edge. A culinary herb often used in potpourri. Rugged, deer-resistive, evergreen, likes crummy soil, drought, and abuse. Now that's my kind of shrub for under $36. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love unusual, healthy herbs, they love to shop. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Victory Pyracantha. It's impossible to kill this evergreen shrub. Your garden victory is assured. Birds will nest and revel amongst the cluster of bold red berries. Thick enough to hedge and screen, yet tall enough to use as a windbreak. A big, bold plant is just $59 and sure to impress your garden friends. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. For people who love Victory Gardens, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So we sell a lot of different kinds of plants here at Waters Garden Center. It's our 57th year. In fact, uh, New Year's coming up here in a few days, and that'll be our 58th year in business, second-generation business. Um, Lisa and I, uh, she was raised in, in the business, so her father was Harold Waters. He started the business back in 1962, and then we came along in the 90s and started to le- you know, learn from, from our parents how to run this garden center, and then we've taken it. And from the 2000s on, we've been running it ourselves. They retired, and we stepped in. It's been quite a ride, but things have changed. So everyone says, oh, no, it's, 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 uh, if the retail is changing. I wouldn't want to be in your business. You're taking on Amazon and all these big boxes. I'm going, I love it. It's just fun every day because uh, we don't do what they do. We do what we love. We do our passion, and those that love that passion love coming to Waters Garden Center. If they don't love that passion, they go to the box stores. The markets are so big, there's plenty of room. And so we've, we just found this niche. We used to be all things to all people. Through the 90s, really, we were a mixture of everything. Uh, we had the low end, the high end with the specialty. We specially groomed junipers that looked like ponies. And we had the cheapest juniper you could think of that just slam it in the ground and get my occupancy permit. I don't care. And everything in between. Uh, we used to be all that. But now... With the competition, with the Amazons, everyone else, we've had to specialize. But the market has grown. So it's been, we're, we're bigger. We had a record year this year. 
So we've never sold as much as we did this year by not just a little bit, by, but by a lot. And so we're doing okay. But one thing I am noticing, a trend that I'm seeing is in the holiday trees. It is noticeable. It's pronounced, especially this year. And I think that's because all of the, the new homes being built in the central highlands, Yavapai County area, we draw folks from, from Kingman and Ash Fork, and they'll come down from Williams and Sedona. There's some of that, but they're coming down for the VA, and they'll, they'll stop and shop a few things. They're coming down for Costco. That's our weekly Costco run, or we're coming over to Trader Joe's. There's certain reasons, some, something that Prescott has. And then while they're here, while they're going to town, they're going to shop at other stuff. They'll come see us, and I love, love it. It's great. But most of that business, let's face it, we're in Prescott. It's Central Highlands. It's from all of, we get all the cities here in this Central Quad Cities area. Uh, they'll come over the hill a little bit because there's not that much over in the Verde Valley yet. And it's either go to Flag or come to Prescott. It's, they seem to come this way. Uh, once you get over towards Sedona, they seem to go to Flagstaff more. But they seem to come over too. Uh, but one thing I've noticed, tremendous, a marked difference is a shift from cut Christmas trees over to fake uh, uh, plastic Christmas trees or living Christmas trees. Now, we've sold all of those over the past. Uh, we gave away the, the that once we had to start go importing from China, all plastic Christmas trees, they're from the Orient. Okay, they're, they're from China. They're heavily infused with all kinds of chemicals to keep them fire-wise, all that stuff. And I just started having nasal, I had allergies to them. I just can't open up a container of these things and process them and sell them. No matter how much money I made, it wasn't worth it. So I said, I'm giving up the plastic artificial tree business. And then we were going to focus on living trees and cut trees. That's been the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Now there's a shift. It has really, we saw it last year, now it really flipped to this year. It's living Christmas trees, living evergreens, living plants used as for my holiday, uh, holiday celebrations. And then they go plant it afterwards. I mean, I just had a friend, a neighbor. I want this kind of neighbor. What a great friend. They're next door neighbors. They're, uh, their neighbor is Jewish. Okay, Hanukkah's this week. Okay, They came in to buy a, a holiday tree, not a Christmas tree, a holiday tree for, for their friend because they just love them. And they wanted to spread this tradition. She was going to look at something else. And it's like her first living Christmas tree and help her plant it afterwards. I mean, come on. That's what kind of neighbor you really want, isn't it? That's, that's awesome. Anyway, we're seeing this. It's almost two to one now. So it's twice as many living Christmas trees and then planted afterwards as there are cut Christmas trees. So a cut, fresh cut tree is grown like corn in a field. They plug them. In five to ten years, you harvest them. You just cut them down. You ship them off and you sell them. Enjoy them for two weeks. Throw them away. Start over again next week. Buy a houseplant to put it in that void in the living room in January. Um, so we're seeing that trend. I thought I would mention some of the trees that for northern Arizona, you can't just plant anything, especially you folks from Phoenix. Okay, you're in the desert. You cannot plant those evergreens from down there. A Japanese black pine will not grow up here. An Elderica, Goldwater pine, they, they will grow for a little bit, but there's a, there's a, a rust that our local oak trees migrate and infect these trees and they turn orange and they die within five, seven, six years. Um, you'll still, still see box stores selling Leland Cypress. This is the most insidious 
this is just this is just not caring, not knowing, or too stupid to know. But why would someone sell a Leland cypress? This is an evergreen tree up about 20 feet tall, 12 feet wide. It's beautiful. It was, we sold it for 20, two decades or more. Pedros, privacy screens, but there's a canker going through that's killing every single one of them. I stopped selling that tree three years ago, but you can still find it. These are the trees I want to share with you, the ones that you really want to focus on up here that you could use for the holidays or, or just have nice evergreens. You could plant them now. You could use it for holidays now, or you can just, or you're going to plant a new landscape in January. These are the ones you want to focus on in your tree. Of course, the first one, Ponderosa pines. If you're in the Prescott area, you know Prescott's famous. These, these mountaintops are famous for Ponderosa pine. Fast growing, but they get huge. Really, what you're planting is a trunk, and then the green will be up there eventually somewhere. A better pine tree that looks better in the landscape is Austrian pine. Austrians are a long-needled pine. It looks like a ponderosa, but it holds its foliage right down to the ground, much more like a central leader. It looks like a Christmas tree. It's, it's beautiful, rich, green, dark. Its cousin is the scotch pine. It's a short-needled pine, and it's got a blue color to it, very tough. It's actually hardier than the pinion pines, the native ones that we have, because it doesn't get scale on it. So some bugs that get on the native pine trees that can be an issue. If you know what to look for, you can solve it. But scotch pine, you never have to worry about that. And then I do have the single-leaf pinion pine. This is the one they form that gets the uh, they harvest the pine nuts from. It's a chubbier needle. It's bluer, stays shorter, slower growing. I think it's a far better tree and much likely to get much less likely to have the the pine scale that the native pinion pines do. That's that's kind of the pine. You want to look at those pine trees. They're better than the others at this altitude. Number one seller by far, Colorado spruce. There are some beautiful, majestic uh, specimens around town. They're 100 years old or more. It's been around a long time. It's a tall tree, 100 foot tall by 20 foot wide. Uh, but it's got that perfect layering, that blue color. It's just, it. people come in and go, I don't know what the name is, but it looks like a Christmas tree. I go, let me go show you this plant. Does it look like this? It's always a Colorado spruce, <laughs> always. Another one that can get too big for, for many gardens, many landscapes. They figured out a way to dwarf this. So a fat Albert spruce is a dwarf Colorado spruce. It looks just like a Colorado from at youth. You can't tell the difference between one or the other. But Fat Albert only gets maybe 15 to 18 feet tall, and only 10 feet wide, if that. And But it looks like a Colorado spruce. It has that perfect layering to it. So much better for a lot of smaller yards. And then some that are super crazy blue, if you just like that silver color, Baccarat spruce. It looks like a Colorado spruce, but it's insanely silver. I mean, it's just blue. There's not a green speck on this thing. It is silver blue color. It glows. You put some twinkle lights on those, and they just glow in the evening. It's just a beautiful back rise spruce. You get central leader, beautiful swooping branches. Uh, and then this, this, I mean, I've got Hicks U. This is a shrub, really, but it grows kind of like an Italian cypress, straight up, but not very wide. You could easily put that in a container out by the front pillars. It'll get up to 10, 12 feet tall and just fill in, be evergreen all the time. It has little red berries to it. It's beautiful. It doesn't really have a Christmas tree 
layering to it, but it has that beautiful, rich, deep green. And it just decorates so nice or just looks good year-round. Those are my choices for holiday plants. You can plant any time of year, especially enjoyed as we enter this holiday, this around this holiday season. Be right back. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Hi, Ken here with the Plants of the Week and our McMinn Manzanita. Part of Waters' expanding native selection, this is the big, bold manzanita you find growing throughout Arizona. A local evergreen growing wild with the classic red bark for a style and drought-hardy landscape. Locally grown for local landscapes, this Easy Care shrub is just $39. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love lots of native plants, they love to shop. Hi, Lisa with the Plants of the Week and our Goshiki Holly. Goshiki translates from Japanese as holly with five colors. Its new leaves emerge red, then turn green. The entire top of this holly is draped in colors of cream, white, gray, yellow, and green. This evergreen makes the perfect accent, hedge, or evergreen container for its all-round good looks. A really nice plant that shines through winter is just $39. Waters Garden Center, where people who love Japanese gardens, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. Now let me give you one insider tip. This is just, My name's Ken, and we're just friends. We're talking like neighbors over the back fence, and this is what's working for me. It's something that's really on my radar this week specifically. There's some storms coming through, and uh, it's real easy to neglect those plants underneath the overhangs at the front door, the back patios, the decks, things that, are, that aren't exposed to the weather as much. They seem to be a little bit more protected. I'm worried about those plants. So I've got the perfect, you know, covered classic front door. And on either side, I've got some actually some borderline plants. I've got olive trees and containers, palm trees, some cacti that just are freakishly weird and fun and just I'm playing with. And they really shouldn't grow here. But I don't have room in my house. I'm not about to clog up the whole system. I want a Christmas tree and family and pumpkin pie, not, not a huge palm tree or an olive or something. So I keep them out there. They're protected. They're, they're pretty good. And they're, they're zone eight. You know, they're, they're on the edge. The house throws off enough warmth. They seem to come through just fine. Some of those have been plant, have been growing for, for many years. But I worry about those because they're underneath. And as these storms, as a storm comes in, it's never that cold. It'll be like in the mid-30s, maybe high 20s. That's not cold to plants. It's when that storm system clears, as it leaves, it, the, the, the skies clear up. You don't have the clouds to hold the warmth in. It gets brutally cold right after the storm is done, the coldest couple nights, that's when things really get damaged. If you know that's how the storm track works at this elevation, make sure that those plants that might have gone a little dry, you've forgotten about them a little bit, water those plants. Water them before it gets cold. Water them while the storm is still here. Water them while they're, they're I know they're not exposed to that cold air because you got it's covered, but they still get that same ambient temperature. 
And if you go down to 18, 19 degrees right after the storm's clear, it can it can kill or, or winter burn or, or affect those borderline plants or anything underneath that overhang. Because they just got a dry plant going into cold. Is, that's never a good formula in garden terms. You want a hydrated plant. It goes through the cold just fine. That's just something I'm I'm keeping track of. I'm going to watch. I'm going to make sure that this weekend sometime I'm going to deep hydrate all my containers because, you know, they don't, they don't get, I've forgotten about them. I can't remember the last time they were watered. It's very infrequent, but I want to make sure they're hydrated before this storm clears out. So that's just one insider tip, something that I'm looking at for my own gardens that I think would make a, a big difference in, in your gardens. We just did post our first garden class. They're going to start January 2020. Okay, here we go. We're already into next year. Uh, we host garden classes every Saturday through spring, and we start January 11th. If you want to hang out with some really cool folks and just talk gardening and then have a great presenter, we've got different instructors showing up, um, take a look at those. So January 11th is Happy Healthy Houseplants with Professional Style. We've got our, our house count plant buyer coming and showing off different landscapes, not landscape, different house plants, how to use them internally in your house. Then we've got a designer uh, coming in for top lands, top local landscapes with flair. Need help designing a piece of your landscape? We're going to show you how to do that, which plants go together, how to mix and match the plants that are right for here, companion plants. And then January 25th, why January is the month to plant wildflowers. So on that, and, and the list goes on. If you want to take a look at that, watersgardencenter.com. We got a video of the garden center right up front, just right below that. Classes, a great big button. Click that, and it'll show you at least January's level. We're still working on a few details, but Merry Christmas, everyone, this week. Enjoy the holidays, and to my Hanukkah folks, which starts tomorrow, by the way, may you have a blessed Hanukkah. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants a sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick out exactly what they were hoping for. We all know it's not the same as a huge hanging basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott and watersgardencenter.com. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.